Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to their audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on, on the road and everything, and you want an audiobook, and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that, too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person, how-to books which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is actually going to be a little small Christmas um, review for Wonder Woman 1984. And this is actually going to be a non-spoiler review, so you don't have to worry about any kind of spoilers or anything like that. Um, Now, on the other hand, next week sometime, Tamika and Ladasha is actually going to be on the show, and we're actually going to do a spoiler review later on. But for right now, this is actually going to be a non-spoiler review. You don't have to worry about any kind of spoilers at all. So with that being said, let's go on ahead and get on with the show. So Wonder Woman 1984 is actually the sequel to the 2017 film Wonder Woman, which is also directed by Patty Jenkins. And she's also directed this movie as well. And returning, of course, you also had Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. Then you also, of course, you also have uh, Gal Gadot back again as Wonder Woman reprising her role. And I have to say, this movie is actually pretty good. It takes a different turn than what we actually see with the very first Wonder Woman movie. But at the very beginning, I just have to say this. I love the whole entire setup with the flashback scene. And basically, it's kind of like this, uh, kind of like Greek mythology, if you will, where she's actually competing in this race. And then in the race itself, what I like about that scene is the person that's actually in charge of this whole entire Olympic type of style Greek mythology Olympic thing is the cool thing about this is the fact that she's actually trying to teach Diana not to cheat. And what does she do? She winds up cutting her back a little bit. I love that. Now, on the other hand, this is some stuff that actually didn't work for me as well. And that's the whole entire thing. This at the very beginning, you're thinking this is actually going to be a setup for maybe Cheetah or somewhere along that line because Tristan Wig is actually going to be in it. Because I thought we would actually see a little bit more of a background on Cheetah at that point. But I'm glad that they didn't do the very paint by the numbers kind of feel to it and everything like they like you would normally get from a comic book based movie. But 
I'm glad they didn't do that. And then another thing, too, that I really didn't really care for was the whole entire thing. You actually have three phases that Christian Wig actually goes through when she does a transformation of Cheetah. The very first setup is just her being human. We actually are introduced to Barbara. Barbara's this clumsy, awkward kind of woman. And then her own um, Diana actually bond. And, you know, and then, of course, they wind up becoming friends. And then at that point, you actually have another setup where it's actually the transformation of Cheetah. I'm not going to get into how she becomes Cheetah or anything like that, but I'm just trying to give you the different uh, transformations when it comes down to the transformation of Cheetah. And then, then you also have the third one, which is the final thing with Cheetah. And basically, it's just taking place at night. They go up against each other. The CGI is really bad at that point because I feel like this. Whenever studios go ahead and does a scene in the dark with CGI, usually they're over there trying to hide the fact of something being bad. And this is exactly what winds up happening with this film. It seems like that they were just trying to actually hide something that was really bad with the bad CGI. But on all levels, Kristen Wiig does a fantastic job of playing Cheetah. It's just that she's more a little bit more in the background than I, what I wanted her to be whenever it came down to Cheetah, because she's one of the biggest villains that Wonder Woman actually has. And, you know, that's what I wanted to actually see from it. And instead, she's more of like the background character. Uh, Pedro Pascal's character, Maxwell Lord, is actually the main antagonist of this film. And I have to say, Pedro Pascal does a fantastic job in this film because of the fact that he he gives us different layers to his character that we didn't, didn't really get to see in other DC films or anything like that. You actually have the main motivation of why he's doing what he's doing, the motivation behind why he would actually get the stone. Because as a matter of fact, this is actually some of the premise that I'm actually going to talk about. This is not spoilers at all, but it's the whole entire thing. This thing is based on a wish. And because it's based on a wish, uh, Pedro Pascal's character is actually basically just wishing for his company to actually do well. He's actually a businessman, a tycoon, and it just winds up being this whole thing where people are wishing for different things, and that's all I'm going to leave it as, is that. But you actually get the main reason why he's actually doing it in the first five, ten minutes of this movie, and let me just tell you this. The setup is really good whenever it comes down to Pedro Pascal. He also makes you makes it believable that he's actually this business tycoon that is trying to stop at nothing to get what he wants, which is actually a good thing. Because at that point, certain DC villains are just very one-dimensional and stuff like that. Pretty much you get what you get. With Pedro Pascal's character, you have an emotional level. You have a very complex character. You have a good motivation with this character. So this is actually a really good thing that I like that DC is actually doing with their villains if they continue this process. I think that we might actually get pretty good villains when it comes down to the DCEU stuff, but that's just my own personal opinion on it. But another thing, too, that I have to say that doesn't work for me is the whole entire scene and the mall and everything. I, you, know, you know what? I was expecting it to be great. It just seemed like, to me, it seemed like that we actually got this kind of flavor and everything in the old comic book type movies like we got in 1980. So 1988's Batman, and also too, I feel like that we there's a little level of cheesiness when it comes down to that those that scene, 
And you can actually tell there's a lot of cheesiness going on within that scene and stuff like that. It just didn't really work for me as much as I really wanted it to. But I guess because it's set in the 1980s, it actually fits the bill because that's actually what they might be trying to go for because it's actually set in the 80s. Maybe they're trying to go for a little bit of cheesiness. But I really have to say that they did an okay job with the, with that part with them all. But I just didn't really think that it really fit whatever I wanted it to actually fit. Because I've seen better stunts when it comes down to um, different comic book-based movies. And th- for that part, it kind of took me out a little bit. But not enough to actually... Hold on. Maxwell Lords is Trump. You know what, man? You know what, Gary? Uh, his secretary is Melina. Yeah, I could definitely see that. There's a lot of people that actually makes that comparison and everything. So you're not the only one, man. Everybody actually said that on everybody else's reviews and stuff like that. But, you know, I didn't want to go into the whole political realm and everything because it does wind up pointing the finger at the fact that this could be wind up being Trump and everything. And that's actually what the character is actually built on and everything because if you actually look at what's in front of us right now. But... I don't want to go on a political statement or anything like that with this review or anything like that. But that's pretty much what he is. He's a business tycoon. He wa- he knows what he wants. He'll stop at nothing to get what he wants, even if it means pretty much backstabbing whoever it is. Hold on. She has an Eastern European accent. Yep, that is very true. And and she looks like and he she looks like Trump. Okay. So, anyways, back to what I'm trying to say. About this, though, I think that Pedro Pascal does a fantastic job at playing that. The mall scene didn't really work for me, like I mentioned before. I just felt like maybe that that level of cheesiness just didn't work for me in a 2020 kind of vision. But I understand why they might actually try and put that in there because of the fact that it is set in the 1980s. And, you know, I think that, you know, I think that's what they were trying to do. So... With that being said, I'm going to go on ahead and talk about some of the other stuff that I really like. Um, I'm going to talk about Chris Pine for a minute. Chris Pine comes back as Steve Trevor. I'm not going to get into details on how he comes back. I'm going to save that for my spoiler review. That's actually going to be next week. But, you know, I felt like with Chris Pine's character, I felt like that his character really fit in and everything with this movie and everything. It wasn't really forced. It was actually perfectly well executed, perfectly well done. And also, too, I have to mention this, is the fact that, you know, Diane is actually missing him and everything, and then when he comes back and everything, it feels like her life is complete again. It feels like all the missing pieces that she lost in the very first Wonder Woman movie and everything, it felt like that she actually felt a little bit of, wholeness inside of her and not only that but this movie will actually tear you on your insides when it comes down to the emotional level of this film because i know it's and ended up doing that with me on my heartstrings and everything when i watched this film but yeah gal gadot does a fantastic job at bringing that emotional level and also too if you remember in the very first wonder woman movie what i liked about that was steve trevor was actually the one who was actually trying to teach diane a world in World War One because she's not used to our world, our customs, or anything. She's like a fish out of water. And then Steve Trevor comes in, and now he's a fish out of water, and he's also in somebody else's body. And he's actually trying to teach Diane, well, no, she's actually trying to teach uh, Steve now the ropes of what it's like to be in the 1980s in a world that has actually changed and moved on since World War One, And 
I have to say, I really have the humor actually works with them. The chemistry is still there from before. I have to say, this movie is just fantastic on all aspects. But like I said, the few negatives that I actually have, which is a small little nitpick and everything. But with that being said, I'm going to have to give this movie at least a 4.3 out of 5 because of the few little small negativities that I have. Although I did enjoy the very first uh, Wonder Woman movie when I gave like a 5, 4.9 out of 5 or a 5, 5 out of 5. But still, whenever you have a movie that has layers to a character, when you have good character building, when you have a good plot, when you have... Uh, another, another thing I actually look for whenever I'm looking at this is accountability for your actions and then changing uh, a character up to where he winds up changing for the better rather than for the worse. Then I also look at another thing too that I really like is account, uh, it's also cause and effect. And there's a lot of cause and effect in this with the decisions that Pedro Pascal's character, Maxwell, does. And the buildup is really good. The pacing is very good. And let me say, see what Gary has to say. Wonder Woman star Gal Gadot, whoever is not a feminist, is a sexist, moral articles. Gal Gadot's acting seems to have... Okay, I'm not reading anymore. Uh, so anyways, Gal Gadot and everything did a fantastic job as Wonder Woman like she always does. I think that she actually brings a level to Wonder Woman that has, that we haven't seen before. And stuff like that. I thought she did a good job in, one, in the very first Wonder Woman movie. And also in this one. And then also too, when we saw her in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, she didn't have that much dialogue to actually work with. Because that's actually all that they actually gave her. But I feel like that that little bit of sass. That little smirk on her face. Gave us enough of that. To actually show the emotion. To actually show the smart ass. Um that she actually is, the badass that she is, not the smartass that she is. But anyways, that's all that I have to say about this new Wonder Woman movie for the spoiler review. Next week, I'm going to have Tamika and Ladasha back on the show, and we're going to actually review this as a spoiler review. So if you guys are like this review for a non-spoiler review, I highly recommend it. Go on ahead, check us out. You can go on ahead, support us at on on all social media platforms and everything as well. You can find this uh, episode on the audio only podcast. And of course, and always until next time, bye-bye.